0: I want you to join me, if you will, please, in the book of Matthew, chapter number one. If you're visiting with us, our manner here at the church, we preach through the books of the Bible, verse by verse, and we are starting a new book of the Bible. We preached on the first verses in the book of Matthew last Sunday as we continue our journey through the Word of God together. So... As we've arrived, we'll start reading in verse number 16. It's not because we're reading this because it's December, but we're preaching through the Bible, and we're in this book together as a church. Matthew chapter 1, verse number 16, the Bible says this, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David, are fourteen generations. And from David until the carrying away into Babylon are fourteen generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are fourteen generations. Aren't you glad that the Lord does everything on time? Amen. He's got it all timed out just the way it should happen. Verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. As when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph behold, before they Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. This morning I want to preach on the stepfather of Jesus Christ. Now we preached last time on the generation generation of Jesus Christ have you ever thought about what a example our lord was in the fact that the home that he was born into uh, had some difficulties just as the homes today there are people that are born into homes that that have difficulties with them the children didn't ask for that how about the fact that the lord Jesus Christ had to submit to a dad that was not his. Have you thought about that? Joseph, I want to preach about Joseph this morning, the stepfather of Jesus Christ. I think many times uh, things are often read over and overlooked. Uh, We live in a day where Around the world, a lot of people even deify Mary, the mother of Jesus. She is not to be deified. She's not to be prayed to. She's not to be worshipped. She was a sinner like we all are sinners. But many times, it's Joseph that is not thought about much. And how would you like to be the one that was known as her husband? The only thing that really... You rate is because who you're married to. That's what kind of man we're running into today, and he's a very unusual man. In verse number 16, the Bible says, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And the Word of God tells us in verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Now, what, what I want to say first of all about Joseph is that he was a chosen man. Many times we only consider the fact or think about the fact that God chose Mary to bring forth his son into the world. But you understand this was a package deal. Joseph and Mary were already espoused together. God certainly was looking as much as Joseph as he was looking at Mary. He may have even looked at her looked at him even more so. How would you like to commit the keeping of your son under the authority of a man? You do understand that Mary is, is the wife. She is the mother. It is Joseph that is the head of this house. And so as God Almighty was looking down to find that couple that would bring forth. Uh, this wonderful miracle to the world and caretake his son, he is choosing Joseph just as much as he is choosing Mary. I think he chose Joseph for a lot of reasons. I think he chose Joseph because Joseph was not afraid to be in the shadows. He did not need the limelight. He did not need the platform. He, Again, how would you like to live always in the shadow of your wife or in the shadow of a child that was not even yours? He was a very, um, I'm sure that took a lot of humility for him to be involved in the picture that we see in the story of Christ coming into the world. I think also he was probably chosen by the Lord because God could trust him to be a a hard working man to provide for them. God was not going to choose a deadbeat to caretake his son. Joseph is a hard working man, he's not a preacher. Now, I didn't say that for you to laugh. That was a second point. Preachers are supposed to work hard too. I'm just saying when God chose a man to be the authority over the very child of the highest, he did not choose an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist. He chose a hard-working man of character that was willing to go to work every day and make furniture. That speaks to my heart. It shows the value of character. It shows the value that God has of a humble man that is willing to play his role and take his place. Nobody's ever thinking about Joseph, when the history records the story, they're either thinking about the Christ, and rightly so, or they're thinking about Mary. But Joseph is content just to be who God wants him to be, and that's God's choice. He was a chosen man. You know, you don't, you don't have to do great things or be a great person for God to use you. You just have to be a man or an individual that has enough character and enough humility that God can use you. Joseph is that kind of man. No wonder God chose him. Then I see also about Joseph in our text that he's a holy man. A holy man. You see, where do you find that in our reading? I find that in verse number 18. The Bible says now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, watch the phrase, before they came together. We make a big deal about the Virgin Mary. I want to make a big deal about the Virgin Joseph. Do you see that in the text? This man has enough character. He says, I'm not going to touch you till we're married. That's the kind of man that was the stepfather of Jesus Christ. He was a pure man. Even though he is in a spouse, he is engaged, he's not going to touch Mary. He's not going to get physical with her until their marriage is complete. Why we live in such a filthy, dirty world? And people make every excuse in the world for being immoral. But thank God that there was a man named Joseph that even before this story unfolded, before he even knew what was going to happen with his life, he said, I know enough before God that I need to be a pure individual. I need to be holy and I'm not going to touch her. She had to be that way, but he had to be that way. He did not put her in compromising positions. He did not push himself upon his engaged spouse. He was a holy man. I see his holiness not only in his purity. And of course, we live in a day where the world would laugh at that. Saving yourself until marriage. But we live in an immoral world. And this is what I'm glad to say. I'm glad to say all men are not immoral pigs. All men are not controlled and driven by the filthy lusts of the flesh. Here's a man that gives the example. Only God would have known this. But he saw the purity of Joseph. And he sees the purity of our hearts and our minds or the dirtiness of it. And I would say this, if if you're someone that has... Not abstain from the flesh as Joseph abstained from the fleshly lust that war against, war against the soul. And he kept himself pure. If you find yourself, you say, Preacher, I've, 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 already, I've already gone up fools. I've already been immoral. Well, there, there's good news about that as well. You can get to a place and get clean. Yeah, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin. There's not one sin that the blood doesn't have power to take care of. But people don't come to the blood. They don't come to Jesus. They either stay in their sin or stay in their shame or they ignore it. And so if you're here this morning, and I'm sure none of us would stand up and say, I'm a holy man, though the Bible says in old time, holy men spake as they were moved of the Holy Ghost. But, but this is a holy man in the text. And God, help us to strive for that purity of heart and purity of life. And if you're dirty this morning, don't leave church dirty. Let Jesus cleanse your heart and cleanse your life. You say, well, it's, it's been a long time coming. And, well, the blood of Christ is powerful enough to clean you. He's a holy man not only because of His purity but look what the Bible says in verse. Now this this is this is this is very sobering. The Bible says in verse number nineteen. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, see God's God's putting his. He's telling you what kind of man. This is a just man. He's going to do right. He's going to do right. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how it affects him. He's going to do right. He's a just man. Bible says he's a just man and not willing to make her a public example. Now watch this phrase. Was minded to put her away privily. No doubt Joseph loved Mary. There's no question about that. But Joseph said this. When he... When he knew that she was with child, he says, i got to put you away. Do you see that in the text? Because I'm not going to have part in anything that's wicked. you see that? I think we read over that sometimes. Joseph has, the Bible says he's, he thought on these things. He's thinking this through. He loves her, and yet he says, I am not going to live my life with iniquity. I'm not going to do that. What a choice. He had. He was so holy that he was not going to take her to be his wife if she was with child. Do you see that in the text? I love you, but I, I just I, I can't have any part of you. That's a that's a big thing. I'm sure he loved her deeply, but he says I, I, I can't have part in wickedness. I can't. I, you're not who I thought you were. I, I thought you were... You see what kind of man he is. And then I see his holiness in, in the other phrase in the verse I just read. The Bible says he was minded to put her away privately or privily. That's in a private setting. In other words, this is such a good man... He doesn't want to hurt her, even though he's hurt. Come on, guys. Can you not see this? He doesn't have any revenge against Mary. I would say the average man would have made a spectacle. He'd have got on social media and told the world how he had had a raw deal done to him. He 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 would have let all the friends and all the family. What what a, a wicked person this was! And she treated me this way. But not Joseph. Joseph, said, I tell you what I'm doing. I'm just going to put you away, privily. I, I, I'm not going to make an issue. I'm going to do it in a private way. I'm going to do it in a quiet way. I can't have anything to do with you because 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 I want to be holy before God. And and it's obvious that you are not. But 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 I'm I'm not trying to bring revenge. I'm not bitter at you. What a man not to be bitter. He's got every reason you'd say to be bitter. You've just ruined my dreams and my life. Why did you do this? But not Joseph. He says, okay, Mary, I'll take care of this privately. And I'll not get back at you and I'll not say anything. And I don't want to talk about you and I won't even talk about it. I won't even defend my name. Wouldn't you, as a, if you were a just man, wouldn't you want to make sure everybody knew that you didn't do that and that you were the innocent party? Not Joseph. He just took it. And he says, I'm, I'll just put you away privily. What a man that doesn't have vengeance or a vengeful spirit, has no bitterness in his heart, though his life has been turned upside down, I'd say that this is a holy man. It takes somebody with some holiness not to be bitter. It takes somebody with holiness to put away somebody you love if, 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 if they're involved in sinfulness. It takes somebody holy to say, I'm not going to come together. This is a man that is outstanding. He's a chosen man. He's a holy man. But he's also a man of faith. Look at verse number 20. The Bible says in verse number 20, but while he thought on these things, I'd say that I could make a whole other point of that. I'm not going to, but how many of us do things without thinking it through? Yeah. Yeah. Come on. He could have just done it, but he's, he's thinking it through. Because <laughs> something about it doesn't make sense. But he can't get his head around it. And by the way, you couldn't. Either. You know what? The things that God does, you can't get your head around that. If He stayed up, Amen, a thousand years trying to figure out what's going on in His, in, in in Mary's life in His life, He could have never figured it out. This is the most miraculous event in all of human history. There's no way for Him to figure it out. But He's trying. I don't want to do anything, just in the passion of the moment. While he thought on these things. God help us to think things through before we leap. And let God. You see. If you'll think things through. And have a little patience. Maybe God will fill you in on some things. You can't figure out in your brain. That's what happens here. Look at it. Look at it. The Bible said in our verse. In verse number 20. But while he thought on these things. Behold. Behold. The angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, that shalt shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The Bible said, in verse 24, Then Joseph, being raised from, the, from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. I knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. What a man of faith. If it were me, I'd have been a little skeptical about that. You know, we all have dreams. The angel of the Lord said, This child is conceived of the Holy Ghost. In other words, he said, Joseph, Mary is not what you think. She didn't do anything wrong. She's with she's with child, but there is no man involved. You talk about some faith. There would have been a hundred reasons why Joseph could have said, you know, that's just that's just a bridge too far. That's a step too far. And God, God's saying, that baby is conceived of the Holy Ghost. This, is, this only happened once in the history of the universe. And it happened to Joseph. And Joseph said, okay, I believe it. What faith! You know what I notice here? I notice something about Mary here. I don't see her running to Joseph. There's no record in the Bible where she tries to talk him in that this is what's happened. Joseph, I didn't do anything. Right. Joseph, you don't understand. An angel appeared to me. (laughs) I don't see any hint in the Scripture that Mary tried to talk him into or out of anything. You know what Mary did? She just left it to God because this is God's business. And I I think there's the faith in Mary's heart. God, you're going to have to take care of this. I can't take care of this. And So God comes to Joseph, and He starts dealing with Joseph and speaking to Joseph. Boy, that's a good lesson. I think God can probably talk to our spouses better than we can. I, I think God can talk to our children better than we can. I think God can talk to the people we're trying to reach even better than we can. Here comes the Lord to Joseph and says, all right, here's a miracle. And not only is this child not because of sin, it's because of the Holy Ghost. This is a holy thing. But this child, this child is going to be the Savior. Joseph had to believe that this child was going to be his Savior and the Savior of the world. Well, that's- what faith. Now we look at back... I don't have a problem believing in Jesus Christ. I, I, I've read about His miracles and I've read about His sinless life and I've read about the fact that he, he He died on the cross and took my place and I read about the fact that He was buried and I read about the fact that He rose from the dead the third day and I read about the fact that over 500 people saw Him at one time after His, after his resurrection. I read about the fact people watched Him go up into heaven and I have a whole Bible that tells me about Jesus and the Spirit of God that warms my heart about the son of God but Joseph didn't have none of that angel said this is the savior and he's such a man of faith guys do y'all understand this Joseph has legal authority over this home do you know according to what we just read in this text do you know who named Jesus Now, we know the angel of the Lord said, but notice the angel of the Lord told Joseph, thou shalt call his name Jesus. You're the one that gets to name this boy. And the Bible says that Joseph believes that message and that he, Joseph, called his name Jesus. It was Joseph that names Jesus. The name that's above every name. It's he that was the one that agreed with it. He's the one that had to sign the documents. What's the child's name? Joseph well, I believe. By faith, I'm going to say Jesus. By faith, I'm going to say he's the savior of the world. I've not seen him do a miracle but I just got one message from God and I believe the message. Oh, my friend, if you're here this morning and you have never put faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have so much easier time than Joseph had. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't have, how could somebody believe in religion? How could somebody believe in their self? How could people believe in others? But you can believe on Christ and if Joseph could believe it, you can believe him. Where did that name come from? Oh, Joseph gave him that name. What if he hadn't believed God? Thou shalt call his name. Joseph, you've got to believe this. He's a man of faith. He was willing to believe the impossible. He was willing to believe in the Savior. He had to believe in that name. Have you believed in that name? Have you signed off on that name? The word Jesus is a compound word from the Old Testament. You take it in half. It means Jehovah saves. Jehovah's the salvation is, is wrapped up in Jehovah God. Jehovah God is salvation, and that's what this child is. Jehovah God, the Savior. And Joseph said, I believe it. He's a chosen man. He's a holy man. He's a man of faith. Then would you look at verse number 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and he took unto him his wife. He's an obedient man. It says, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden. He was willing to do God's will. He was willing to go God's way. In spite of his fears, the Lord had to tell him, fear not. He took courage and obeyed God even though he did not know where that road would take him. He obeyed the Lord. He was an obedient man. He obeyed God. And his whole life was controlled by obedience related to this child. And I say this for us this morning. Our whole lives will be defined by how much we will obey this one. Think about all. I won't preach it, but the very next chapter, look at chapter two, this obedience continued on and on in his life in chapter two, in verse number 13, or excuse me, look at verse 12. The Bible said, being warned of God in a dream, they should not return to Herod. They departed into their own country another way, verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph. He's not appearing to Mary. You know why? Because Joseph is the God's in charge of these things. And God's got to trust him to be an obedient man. Can God trust us to be the obedient husband and the obedient fathers? Can God trust us men to do what he wants us to do? It's not up to Mary. It's up to this man. The Bible says he appears to him again here in verse number 13 saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother. And flee into Egypt, and be thou there until I bring thee word. (laughs) Now God tells him, leave your country. Well, I got, Lord, I, you know, I got a business I'm starting. i got plans. I've been raised and I've lived in Galilee all my life. And this is where my relatives are. And this is my family. And this is where I like to live. And you're telling me to take this kid and take my new wife. And you're telling me to, to move to Egypt? I've never even been to Egypt. I don't know anybody in Egypt. Do you see the level of obedience? God knew that this man, if he told him to do anything, he'd do it. No matter how crazy it sounded, no matter how hard it was, no matter how far it was, away from his own goals and plans, Joseph had no desire to go into Egypt. And as a matter of fact, God didn't even tell him how long he was going to be there. He said, you just go down there until I tell you different. Now, what would we want? All right, Lord, now you tell me how long I we'll have to be there. Cause I sure I don't like I don't like living with his, those Egyptian people. They're not like us. Do you know how wild it is for a a hundred percent blooded Jew, son of David, to go living with Egyptians? Do you know what a big deal that is? That's the biggest deal it ever was. And Joseph not He doesn't argue. He doesn't complain. He doesn't even ask questions. He says, okay, God, if you want me to go, I'll go. You know, that's what we want for our young men. We want them to just do what God wants them to do. If he wants them to be a carpenter, we want them to be a carpenter. If he he wants them to go into Egypt, we want them to go to Egypt. Because here's the thing. Wherever God wants us to go, whatever he wants us to be, is the best life we could ever have. And all we're supposed to do is be obedient. We don't have a lot of obedient people. Americans, you can say a lot of about them, but obedience is not at the top of the list. Hard headed is up there, independent spirit, all that. But obedient? <laughs> Would that be the epitaph on American society? Oh, what an obedient society. The children are obedient and the wives are obedient and the men are obedient. you have a wonderful story of Christ coming into the world like it's written because a man said I'll do what you tell me to do God and If you're not saved here this morning he's not telling you to be a missionary he's commanding you to believe on his son God's commanded all men everywhere to repent he's commanded to believe on his son He's an obedient man his whole life is controlled by obedience related to this child. He's a chosen man. A holy man. A man of faith. An obedient man. And then he's a man of sacrifice. He's not only give up giving up his plans. Of what he was going to do with his life. And leaving home. And. Letting this child and God define his life, he sacrifices his own desires for God's desires. He sacrificed something else. He sacrificed his reputation. His whole life they said, this is the guy that got this girl pregnant before they got married. This is the fornicating guy. When Jesus Christ was a grown man, they were still saying that. 30 years later, people were still talking about Joseph's alleged fornication. Did he take out an ad in the paper to clear his name? He sacrificed. Let me ask you a question. How important do you think reputation is to a holy man? To a man that had made sure he would not touch this woman. He was pure in his heart, pure in his life, and was even going to put her away. How big do you think that is to this guy of his own personal testimony? And now... He had to sacrifice all of that and his name was mud. I think the Lord Jesus Christ had a good example with his stepfather. because Jesus made himself. Of no reputation. And Jesus took upon him the form of a servant. And Jesus became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. I'm just saying that Jesus Christ saw those things in his stepdad. And he knew his stepdad didn't do anything wrong. But he took it. And sacrificed what others would think about it for the glory and the pleasure of God. He sacrificed something else. Some of us would think this is a small thing. I don't. Look at verse 25. And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. Not only... Not only did Joseph keep himself from Mary before they, they, they were legally married, but even after they were legally married, he didn't touch her. And it's his legal wife. And the last time I checked, a lady carries a baby for nine months. And Joseph said, boy, what God's done here is so holy. I'm not touching that. Mary, I'm not going to touch you. Let me ask you a question, guys. How would you like to go on your honeymoon and then know when you go on your honeymoon that you couldn't even consummate your marriage? And not only that, you've got to wait nine more months before you can be with your wife. Anybody see a sacrifice in that but me? God, I tell you what, I'll just put myself on hold while you do what you want to do. What patience, what long suffering. Guys, every one of us that, that are red blooded men understand. I mean, th- th- these guys chomped the bitch to get married. Not so they can eat a good meal every every night. They're in love. Honey, I love you. I want to be with you. And Joseph said, I'll sacrifice what is legally mine. I'll give up what's legally mine for God. You, You can't even get people to sacrifice their own wicked lusts for God, let alone what is legally rightfully theirs for God. This is a man of sacrifice. He gave up his reputation. He gave up the privilege of being with his wife for the first nine months of their marriage. He gave up his plans and dreams of whatever he wanted to do. He sacrificed all that just for whatever God wanted from him. You know, it's often been discussed what happened to Joseph. He vanishes from the pages of the Bible. vanishes. I mean, you see him there when Jesus is 12 years old in the temple. But then after that, he just vanishes. No story, no, no epitaph, no, no words said. Nothing. So what happened to him? All I know is that he lost his life in the will of God, and you don't even know what happened. He say, I'll give up everything, God, just for you. Now, we step back a minute, and we look at that picture, and we think, you know, that Joseph is some superman or... Married. these are just kids, man. These are young kids that loved God and would do whatever God... I wonder, can God look down from heaven and see somebody pure? And see somebody obedient? And see someone that has faith in Him... And see someone that's willing to sacrifice what's, what's rightfully theirs. We live in such a... Everybody's trying to get what's mine, and this is rightfully mine, and my rights. And what about sacrificing something for the glory of God? And for the will... Why am I first? Joseph had to say, the baby's more important than me. Joseph had to say, what God wants is more important than me. And that's the choice every one of us faces. Is the Lord Jesus Christ more important than me? Is the Lord Jesus Christ more important than what I want? Is the Lord Jesus Christ more important than what I wish to do or be? Is my whole life going to be defined by him or by me? Joseph, the stepfather of the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a sinner like all of us. But could he have picked you? Could he have trusted you with his son? And I asked this morning, can he trust us with his son? To be obedient, to be self-sacrificing, to be faithful, to be pure,